0: It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross t-shirt featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend.
1: Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Crossroads for February 5th, 2018. Yes, it is February already, it's tough to believe. This week on the show, we're going to talk about an amazing fan theory that got Chris and I really excited to discuss. We're going to talk about if all of the characters in Ghostbusters 2 are actually dead. Is that possible? And what would that actually mean for the series of films? Find out in this discussion,
0: Still Playing With Toys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad The biggest podcast since 1909 So free News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart I think these people are completely nuts
2: is the world thinking newsletters like I have this vague sense that newsletters are kind of back in yeah
1: you know I mean? like e kind of things again or? yeah
2: yeah MailChimp's easy to easy to work with as are these you know other I mean this is what kind of got it going as I'm looking at the, the back end on my server and um, we're at the point now where you sign up for any server and you go into the dashboard and it's preloaded and ready to go with you want a message board. We have we have six. Which one do you want? Like, you, uh, what, what you're gonna blog? What blog do you use? Like, yeah. so we can put that up. And then I had a couple of like newsletter. Do you do newsletters? I'm like, oh my god, it's loaded with newsletters. And I'm sure if you got to know them, they'd work too. But at the same time, Mailchimp's fairly you know wizzy easy to work with. Yeah. you can put together these relatively attractive uh, you know um, blog style newsletters, right? Like. God. graphics and everything yeah. and some days I'm kind of like what are my demographics and are they getting old enough that maybe they don't want to go looking anymore and maybe they'll happily get an email on Friday morning that says here's everything that happened in the last
1: seven days. I almost feel like that's a great like a, a reader's digest version of everything almost like what we do for the podcast here just yeah. as, as a here's everything you may have missed this week because yeah you're right like I don't visit websites anymore and I, I no. don't frequent message boards. Um, I'm at the point where I'm kind of sick and tired of social media so I try to limit that as much as humanly possible so yeah, yeah if you get this email that has everything within it if you miss something that's yeah that's that's kind of what we're trying to do here is like god if you missed something this week which this week you didn't miss <laughs> anything this is this is the lazy version of a newsletter we <laughs> yeah, can't be exactly. bothered to type anything Typing, so we just talk collecting email addresses Ugh. but sometimes i think it might it, it might it
2: might work pretty well because I, the reason I moved away from the website is that was on the way out and I had less and less time to write up full articles um, you know uh, hats off to Mr. Jason Fitzsimmons because he's where I you know, was 15 years ago right. you know, 10 years ago where he has the time and energy and uh, 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 madness <laughs> to write <laughs> up articles and <laughs> cut little videos and all that and I was like, bull blown
1: that's yeah. the way to do it. I, mean, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. he's Jason's at, w- with Ghostbusters News, he's doing what you were doing on a pretty consistent basis yeah, for but it, the it longest takes, time. It takes time, right? Yeah. Like, so for me, I was kind of like, well, this
2: immediacy of social media made sense, right? Post the link. Uh, half the time, it just automatically grabbed some particulars and an image for you anyways. And then, you, you know either depending on the article, you know, what what you're posting, it's a little pithy comment or maybe a small paragraph synopsis or yeah. And uh, so I don't know, you know, to to spend part of you know, a Friday or a Saturday morning or over the weekend. Maybe that's what you do is you spend you know, when you have a moment here and there over the weekend, build this letter and then Monday morning it blasts it out. Here's what happened the last Saturday. But the thing is is you could literally do it so that at the end of each slightly more thought out paragraph
1: encapsulating the issue or the story or whatever
2: um link back to like
1: facebook yeah link to what what the article was or the news item or
2: yeah it's like yeah
1: why don't so take take the rundown that i do for the cross rip turn that into the just because it definitely needs a copy
2: edit are you tricking me into doing work here (laughs) This feels like you're tricking me into doing
1: it. I mean, I'm just saying. When we write the show, you've got that outline right there.
2: I like that you say when we write the show. (laughs) Yeah. The world needs to know that. Mostly, it's you.
1: No, it's we. This week it was definitely you. This this week it was. (laughs) Chris, I got nothing. What? What are we going to talk about this weekend? Yeah. Um, Nothing up this
2: sleeve. Nothing up this sleeve. (laughs) Nothing in the hat. Alakazam. (laughs) Ta da! Show. Rabbit. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, uh, I guess I I tipped our hand, which you told me I wasn't supposed to do a couple weeks ago. But yeah, we're uh, we're gonna freeform this show again. We're <laughs> it was another slow week, uh, but there is a no, discussion topic that's coming. It's actually yeah. a really interesting discussion topic, yeah. so I'm I'm kind of fired up about this. But yeah, uh, yeah, news. If you're tuning in for the uh, Reader's digest a version of the news, uh, if if Chris was working on his newsletter that he would send out uh, on Friday, <laughs> I don't know what he would put in there aside from a few, you know, there were a, a few fun online anecdotes and a few things that we already talked about last week, um, but uh, yeah, I in will, terms, in I terms will, of news, not much. well,
2: two things before we launch into the rabbit. Operation Rabbit. Operation Rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> um, one, you and I talked about we, uh, the Bill Murray experience and getting people to watch it and join us and i think i think it's been a busy week for everybody cuz neither you and i or nor i saw it and i don't yeah. think anybody uh anybody's called really... it
1: out quite yet on yeah. on the social media but then but
2: then we put our stuff up on monday so it occurred to me that there's a better chance that if we let people at the very latest
1: you know get to the weekend better chance that they'll watch yeah, it better chance that yeah. we'll
2: watch it frankly so
1: so all that we'll push that discussion for yes. next week we can talk about that and then maybe actually if you have a chance to watch uh uh, 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 oh God, brain function. Uh, the National <laughs> Lampoon movie that I'm yeah, completely s- a stupid and futile gesture. Yeah,
2: that's the one. Uh, it did. It popped up on my Netflix, so I'm very happy.
1: Oh, good. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So and maybe know, we can watch do movie the- discussion next week. Uh, instead of book club, we'll do movie club next week. <laughs> uh, that'll be. Our. And
2: second point is, um, I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner because this is the kind of thing that I used to automatically do. But when we posted the images from, um, Mr. Tully Summer his concept art, which we talked about last week's yes. show. Stupidly, it never occurred to me to search for Ghostbusters on that site. And I did <laughs> today. Oh, and you found and other artwork from other people? I'm not done posting yet. Let's put it that way. Wow. Um, for starters, I found an image from early on. I We talked about it before it showed up. And it was a piece of concept art of the the woman coming out of the underground with the ghost rats running past yes yeah that's in there and it gets better i found it what when i first tripped on because this is i wish i i wish i could say i was smart enough to have gone that art station i go should go search around that what i did was is i was looking for images of ghostbusters from for some dumb little app i have on my phone and this one of venkman showed up and it was a game render like it went on render a computer render. Oh, and it's him in like a leather jacket with modified armor and it turned out it was for some you know 3d artist concept art contest from 2013 oh. I like, this is amazing and that's when i went oh this is art station why does that sound familiar oh right you talked about it last week right unbelievable so i found i found uh doug doug brown he's got a bunch of stuff up there uh what uh, let me see if I can remember. Oh, one scans. They scanned the actresses uh, in uniform and gear. Oh, that for makes special sense effects for their purposes. digital doubles.
1: And yeah, yeah. absolutely. So and those it turned are up out on the
2: internet, the scan resolution wasn't great, so they had to hand it off to Doug Brown's team to then go in and hand sculpt, clean up wow. these these scans. So he had. Uh, he had images of the process on that. I'm like, that's amazing. That's awesome. And then it posted, um, his, his render work on row the destroyer. And I'm like, so he was called the destroyer. Where have yep. we heard that before? Uh, oh, and then at the bottom, I'm like, Oh my God, it's the early concept Rowan the destroyer complete with tail and wacky head. And that's like what I they used it into Mattel. a toy. Yeah, there we go. Um, uh, and I, I was running out of time. Last one. I, be, there's more. And this is this is before we even get to the fact that like that Venkman one I mentioned, it's it's like deviant art. It's filled. Yeah. There's also with fans, fans that stuff. are doing it's stuff amazing. too. Amazing. Yeah. The last one I found was uh, Little Gertrude for the Void. Oh. Was there a little Gertrude when you went to the void? There is. You went through the void. Yeah, yes. there is. Uh, well, there, there is render test art of uh, little oh. Gertrude stamped with Sony in the void and all that by one of the artists that worked on the team. Oh, how uh, funny. There's art that I didn't get to post of oh, Slimer from the, the German 5D ride that they were working on. Like,
1: it's just, well, it it's a sense. treasure trove. Well, makes sense all grove. these artists put a, their portfolios up onto ArtStation yeah. and it makes sense that you can find it all there and Wow. Well, it's funny. You you went down that course. I saw Phil Barlow posted his character designs from all of Heart of Darkness, from the Extreme Ghostbusters Heart of Darkness episode. So yes. that was the rabbit hole that I went down. I was like, oh, my God, he has so much. It's a whole PDF of all of the characters, props, like that kind of stuff uh, that he designs. Um, just awesome stuff. So, again, uh, just to reiterate what we talked about last week, I want art books. All the art books. Please, yeah. Ghost Corps, just... I mean, they don't even need to be like Ghostbusters Answer the Call specific. Let's just do a full, um, there's one that just came out in Japan for Star Wars that's called Star Wars Chronicles, I want to say. And it's Ooh. it's nothing but um, photos ah. of all of the models and all of the sets and all of the stuff from ILM. And th- that's all they did, for, just jam-packed full of these photos because they didn't know what else to do with them. So let's just do that. Let's have like a giant treasure trove of art from all of the cartoons and all of the movies. That would be so dope. Why not?
2: (sighs) It's now officially at the point where I think even if you might have a tougher time pitching a specific answer to the call or a broad Ghostbusters art book, although frankly I think a Ghostbusters art book would fly, I almost think you could do a series of less expensive, smaller books that are specific things. You can do one of... The art of the franchise of just Slimer, the art of the franchise oh, of yeah. just the Ecto, the art of the franchise of Stay Puff. Do you know what I mean? And I would buy that series, by oh, the man, way. Oh, man, absolutely.
1: Heartbeat. Just these themed books uh, and do them like digest size or something yeah. so that they're affordable and they're cheap to nice, produce. And
2: nice, nice, nice color prints on the inside, but yeah, yeah. maybe a soft, you know, uh, square bound. Like uh, Cineflex. Yeah. 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 Or. Um, Uh, the Rue Morgue magazine up in Toronto, they've been doing a series of large digest-sized, I mean, it's a company that makes magazines, but they're doing these, what they call their bookshelf collection. I think they call it the bookhouse something like that. But anyways, each one is, each issue of it Is you know one's on Canadian horror cinema, another is on horror collectibles and all that. It's like, and I'm staring at them. There's like a series of
1: like a half a dozen or so of them, and they look great on a shelf. Do that. We need that. that. Relatively cheap to produce, relatively cheap to purchase means that you will at least break even with your uh, your investment. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be so cool. But um, yeah. all right, well, let's uh, we'll check out Art Station and I got to go see some of the stuff. I didn't see it uh, before. So it's pretty amazing. <sighs> all right. Well, do you want to talk about the rabbit? I'm, I'm very excited to talk about the rabbit. Operation Rabbit. Operation Rabbit. So um, everybody grab your I Want to Believe posters and your tinfoil hats and <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Nice. Nice. All right, let's let's launch into this.
2: See, you're lucky I'm Canadian because it was either going to be that or I would have done uh, Colonel Bogey's March from The <laughs> Devil's Brigade. Yes, uh, I may. Anyways, do it. <coughs>
0: <laughs>
2: canadians don't have a lot of proud moments in war movie history but uh boy devil's brigade devil's brigade guess, uh, yeah I gets watched a lot in canada <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's will, the uh, go-to that's the patent of canada the yeah
2: it's um it's historically <laughs> roughly true but if F- falls into that same category of if it, it's slightly, it feels slightly apocryphal, uh, but more to the point, what it is is it's it's uh, There's got there's probably a, a term for these types of stories that um, uh, when one group tells the story to feel a little bit more superior than the other group. It's sort of like the um, uh, the Russian space pencil story you know that one? No, uh, the Russian space pencil story. You can you can buy space pencils because the 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 joke is is that the Americans spent. Tens of thousands of dollars making these pens to take into space that would write in weightlessness, and and then and then the thing is uh, the Russians took a pencil, they took pencils, and it's a great story, and it's there to kind of go, uh, you know, the Americans bought their way out of the box, and Russian ingenuity used a pencil, except <laughs> except as a lot of people point out, yeah, they all went up with pencils, and it turns out graphite loose in zero g really isn't great mm. for your electronics, <laughs> so it's, so this the Devil's Brigade is. Sort of the same thing as like the Americans said they didn't take it seriously. they sent their offcasts we sent our we sent our hot shots and and they all got better together. Canada rocks mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> so oh, there's got to be a term for that type of story i don't know what it is oh, yeah but, but. we'll
1: have to figure that out that's pretty funny uh, nice. one operation anyway, rabbit operation rabbit so uh yes chris you brilliantly pointed out because we were at a loss of what we were going to talk about this week no not a whole lot of news as we mentioned but uh there was one particular art- article that caught your eye that you clued me into uh just before uh we started figuring out what the show was going to be this week. Posted just today. Posted just today. uh, This is in Games Radar, written by David Houghton. Um, And it's one of their, I guess it's a a series of articles that they usually do. I didn't know that this was something that they regularly do, but uh, it's their Hear Me Out series. And so what they do is they present a An argument, a thesis, uh, something that, you know, they want to be heard out on and that's what they present. And so David, uh, who is one of our fellow fans out there, of course, went directly to Ghostbusters. He said, (laughs) I got a theory. Let me tell you what that theory is. And then uh, the funny thing is, he he passes this off like, oh, yeah, all of us fans have clued into this theory. I have never heard <clears throat> this. And I pride no. myself on trying to have the pulse on the, or my finger on the pulse of the Ghostbusters community here. But um, so here's what David uh, posits, and then you and I will discuss uh, Ghostbusters to the movie makes far more sense if everybody involved is dead. That's his thesis statement. That's what he's he's throwing out to the universe <laughs> that, you know, what, Ghostbusters two doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if everybody is dead, if everybody died at the end of the first movie, it makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah.
2: Um, now, I don't want to throw him uh, to the wolves or anything like that. But it's as per his this thing has been a fan theory for a while. It's not exactly his theory and i did go looking and sure enough there was a couple articles online going back for 3 4 years there's a couple a couple of different times it got mentioned and that's where i also found out that there's a fan theory reddit where people mm. come up with their awesome okay. crazy you know theories about movies um but the earlier ones posit the bare bones of the theory which is why is everything s- reset in the second movie why is everything a little weird in the second movie why does nobody believe them that there are ghosts when the first movie (laughs) happened things like that and and then it just said well yeah maybe they just all I mean think about it they went up they blew up and then they just kind of went to you know purgatory as heroes you know they they was it was the afterlife was just kind of yay we're heroes and then that's where they left it uh, in this article, to his credit, what he does is he expands on it
1: quite sure. a bit. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting. He does present a really good argument, so I would encourage everybody to go actually read the article. We'll, we'll kind of give you the Cliff's Notes version that you need here to understand mm. the discussion. But, um, but essentially, what he says is: picture that <laughs> Ghostbusters two, Craig. I'm looking right directly into your eyes. Is the island from Lost? And essentially all of the characters at the end of the film, because that explosion at the top of 55 Central Park West was such a huge, ridiculous (laughs) explosion that there's no way in hell that anybody could have survived. uh, Everybody died. All four of the Ghostbusters, Dana, Lewis, they're all dead. Um, And so what Ghostbusters 2 is, is a chance for all of them to find this sort of emotional, psychological, character-based redemption Uh, while they sort of wander purgatory. And then at the end of the movie, they have all sort of come around full circle and they can move on to the afterlife. And he says, it all makes a whole lot more sense. If you look at it in that perspective, even to the point where you've got a crowd uh, singing old Lang Syne and everybody's very um, uh, joyous and and celebratory because these, these guys have now kind of come to a a a place where they can move on, where they can pass on to the next uh, realm. Um, And it's, it's very, you, you go, yeah, okay, sure. I don't really think that Dan and Harold and Ivan were sitting down going, all right, hear me out. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 is purgatory. No, I don't I, think that.
2: 100% they did
1: not. No, no, there's not a chance in hell. But from a perspective of analysis, you know, if you are looking at it through the perspective of uh, I had film professors that loved to read into every little tiny thing. Yep. It was almost like the the Kubrick movie where there's so much symbolism in the shining that it makes your head spin that wasn't probably intended. Uh, it, it does kind of hold up a little bit. But, but what I did enjoy that he talked about is like, and we all know that it's because Real Ghostbusters came out and was a huge hit and they retooled things because of Real Ghostbusters. But what he says is, You know, Egon was uh, emotionless. He was Spock in the first movie. And now he's having to grasp with the fact that he has emotions and he has to kind of come to terms with that. And uh, Ray has to deal with the remorse and the guilt that he brought upon New York City, the Stay puffed Marshmallow Man, this 50-foot monstrosity that blew up the city, basically. Um, He has to deal with that and he sort of retreats into a shell and goes and works in a bookstore because he wants to stay on the down low. He wants to... You know, essentially, be uh, off the the beaten path, off the radar. Yeah, all of these things make a whole lot of sense, and it also, like you said, it makes sense why they're no longer superstars, why nobody believes in ghosts anymore, because obviously the world almost ended, and these four guys saved them, and it was publicized. There was news there, there were eyewitnesses. Uh, it was a big event. How come that got swept behind? Um, it, it it makes a whole lot of. I mean, his his. His argument is pretty sound, right, Chris? I feel like he really presents it in a in a pretty yeah. strong fashion. Well, this is the thing: fan
2: theories only work if they they fit the evidence at hand. Um, and the thing about the you know these kind of theories is they fall apart pretty quick if you know there's anything that kind of contradicts them. Um, it's it's actually much like watching a, a a movie in that you can let little things slide. So fan theories can work if even if little things kind of get in the way, but any big knot just kind of throws it off. So this one, you know, um, you stare at it and everything he you know he lays out fits pretty well. It comes down to it's just sort of fun. I I, I saw a few people that respond to this thing as if it's for realsies. And it's like, there's no
1: way it's no, for Oh, yes. Yeah, it's just all, it's all for fun. It's all, and, and yeah. he does poke a few holes in his own argument that are worth yeah. pointing out too. But, um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's all it's, just fan speculation. It's all just f- for us to kind of dissect a movie on a different level that we had never really done before.
2: Yeah. It's, so, see, this is this is the one thing that I'm trying to, It they talk a little bit like it wasn't the just an explosion it was the total protonic reversal it was the destruction of of at least new york or the you know the a, a large you know what i mean like it was it was a mass destruction thing with the um is what the explosion on the rooftop
1: was right so it was more than just our main characters but just for the sake but of then, brevity yeah
2: yeah but then it clashes with um This is the two things. So that makes sense then that in Ghostbusters 2, New York is a New York. But it then kind of contradicts itself in that, well, because he's talking about everybody. Purgatory is about... uh, uh, it's kind of buffing yourself up before you move on to heaven, sort of thing. It's, 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 or at least, you know, Catholicism sees it as a getting your holies together before you head <laughs> yeah. on off, sort of thing. Dealing with your he kind of business. broadened it, yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of broadened it out to, you know, kind of emotional, psychological, behavioral stuff. But, um, so it's like, well, does that mean all these people are stuck? Uh, but what I do like is if you limit it to everybody on the rooftop. It goes a long way to explaining why Janine is ju- not Janine, because Janine <laughs> isn't Janine. Janine is a manifestation in purgatory. Right. This is why she's not the Janine that went after Egon. This is why she's not still going after Egon, and this is why she hooks up with Lewis. She's she's a different. Uh, well, she's different. She's she's a manifestation intended. You know, for Lewis and his, his purgatory right.
1: afterlife and what he's got to deal with. Yeah, you beat me to the punch because I was going to ask you oh, that. Oh, sorry. Well, his his argument with Lewis is that, you know, in the first movie he's inadequate and he gets locked out of his own party and even his party guests are his clients, right? So he's this unpopular, nerdy guy, which is very yeah. apparent. But then in the second movie, you know, he, he becomes the hero. He gets the girl. <laughs> um, th- th- this is sort yep. of his blue heaven. Um, and I was wondering that you know is is Janine completely manifested just for Lewis to kind of move on as well? Is this because the only other interaction that Janine has in the movie is with Dana? Yes. Well, uh, here's here's my thing. I guess yeah. There's a little bit, but yeah. Dana
2: was on the rooftop. Dana is dead too. Right. Which means then that in Ghostbusters, Lewis was had a thing for Dana. You know, he craved he. You know, he craved having a relationship and a significant other and all that. Uh, you know, the 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 Milne book aside, um, <laughs> yeah. And as you said, was just he couldn't couldn't. You know, she she had no interest in him. Couldn't you know even convince her to come to a party just as a friend? Uh, you know, ch- chosen. You know, she chose essentially chose Venkman over him. Like, um. Uh, And what we end up with then is if this is Ghostbusters 2 is purgatory, there's this Janine. Janine's not needed for Egon because Egon has different separate issues to deal with and they don't involve a Janine. And uh, so what she becomes then is is an obvious part of the circle since he works with them. And remember, that was kind of his wish at the end of it. You know, who does your taxes? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and at the end, he even says, I want to go with them. Like, where are we going? I want to go with them. <laughs> so he does. He ends up going with them. He's working with them. And here's this Janine who's manifested and not attracted to Egon because that's what not not what she's required for. She's there so that he can do the thing that he couldn't do in the first one, which is work up the nerve. And it was harder this time. And invite her out on a date. and she accepted. And away mm. you know, it goes from there. Like, yeah. it was... And as you say, heroed up. Like he was, he, you know, when uh, Janos attacked the apartment, he didn't, I mean, yeah, he was kind of (laughs) bouncing off the walls, but he didn't fall to pieces and he was,
1: you know, we got to find the guys and. Yeah. Even goes and suits up himself and decides I'm going to go help them, even though he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, Yeah. He, he really comes full circle and it's, you know, the, the argument is presented for, of course, the four main Ghostbusters and Lewis pretty well. But the the two actually, well, I, I take back the four main ghostbusters because there's two sort of holes in his theory. And I thought maybe we could talk about those. The sure. first one, uh Winston. He says, well, Winston, you know, he was kind of a minor role in the beginning of of the the series and that first movie. And admittedly it was not by design of Ernie Hudson's, obviously. but um, so what is the arc then that I can present? that Winston is having to endure? Like if Winston is in purgatory, he's admittedly a Christian man. He seems to be, all of his affairs seem to be in order. So why did he not just move on? Why is he there? Well, the thing is, is that it,
2: uh, I did some quick reading because these discussions are no fun unless somebody cracks a freaking encyclopedia. <laughs> um, broadly, everybody goes through it. Uh, everybody moves from one, once moves through purgatory onto the afterlife. Right. So it's quite possible that he's there. Um, and kind of reflected by the fact that he, so, so these guys have to deal with some stuff. The three guys who have the most stuff to deal with, who ends up in court, who ends up, you know what I mean? Like who, who has to deal with stuff there, who has to get back on the the right. hero horse as Ghostbusters and solve this problem and all that sort of thing. Well, it's the three main guys. Well, you know. And, and Winston, Winston disappears. Yeah. Winston, he, he even says, good luck, and then walks off, which we always kind of laugh at as well. That's, you know, <laughs> what a way to not have Ernie Hudson around. Like, geez. Yeah. But yeah, if you're looking at Winston as a character, it's possible he's just a... Um, in the article, he posits that, and it's kind of weak, and I think he even says it as well, is that it's about... Him. Uh, hi, uh, I'm I think going through the words. Hypothetically, no. Hypochondriac, <laughs> no. Hippop, uh, hippo, hip. Uh, hip, uh, hip uh, I am a hypocrite. He's, hypocritically, God. <laughs> this week, hi- I swear. Hip, hippopotamus. Hip, hip, hip. Chip the <laughs> chocolate chip. Chippo the chocolate chip hippo. I read that this morning to Thomas. It's you'll get there too uh, one no. day, Dad. That's true. Um, you'll be losing phone numbers and words as it turns out, left, right, and center. But you'll have books. But have children's Bird book memorized. Um, that it was. Uh, he was hypocritically kind of. Leaving his, you know, uh, Christianity and Catholicism and or not Catholicism, but whatever uh, Christian beliefs are at yeah. the door to accept a paycheck for it. I it's a little yeah. it's a little weak. I mean, it's I,
1: yeah, he really focuses in on that. If there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Uh, which if he's a God-fearing man, uh, he's sort of leaving his religion behind in order for the paycheck to be coming in and that's that that was the argument there
2: but it's not a good one to put in place in that then how exactly does he grow past that in this purgatory sort of thing yeah. I think it's more fair to say that of them he was the best man maybe not perfect or maybe just all humans have to at least step through the threshold of purgatory before they move on and more to the point a good enough man that he sticks around until they're ready to go on too. and as a as a group they left the world as a group and they move on as a group so i see it as good guy uh, winston to be honest good
1: guy winston yeah he's there to help his help help his team i guess yeah Um, um Dana There's was a, the other one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Oh, well, just just so we we really uh, we hammer this one uh, into the the ground here, where he does show up is, um, and this this kind of goes back to his whole I don't believe all this stuff or whatever, or I'm more skeptical as you guys is, um, because remember he's always been a little grumpy at them in the first movie. I got to, you know, sorry, but I got to get my own lawyer and all this. Like he's. <laughs> right. He's got a little bit of a, you, what is it with you guys and why am and I what here? What did I get
1: myself into? He's yeah. got
2: this little bit of anger about it and resentment to them. Uh, you know, this job is definitely not worth 11 5 a year. Like right up to the last, he's got this little, little twitch of, of, of resentment. Yeah, he's of, just doing of, it because he needs the with work
1: him. and now he's about to die. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So what we end up with is that the few times he is involved – is again, being back on the job, backing them up, facing his fears, like, cause he's, you know, like the rest of them, he's all got, you know, he's scared and wants to face it and all that. But more importantly, um, uh, you know, one of the main things is they end up in the river of slime come out and they have to fight one another. And, um, uh, you know, they they get out and they they start going at one another. So, but again, somebody you know, one of them points it out and they move past this sort of thing. So he does have this. If if you wanted to hook it up to something that's kind of thin, but hooks up a bit better, I think it's this this kind of fourth wheel resentment thing, right? Like the. The, the same thing that we love him, that he's an every man is the same thing that he kind of hates about being in there. He's like, I'm just a guy. Like, what the hell is going on here? And <laughs> why am I, why am I, why am I subjecting myself to this? Why are you guys subjecting me to all this? And so there is kind of this one last little, I think that's kind of part of it right there is. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, I would, that's, that's my, that's my theory.
1: That's pretty good. And I would also say, cause I, as you were talking about that, it just sort of sparked something in my head at the end of the first movie when he says, I love this town, you know, he's grumpy throughout the entire movie for the most part. Yeah. And then as, as they're talking about taking brain tissue samples from Lewis and uh, you know, asking it, Lewis is looking for new clients and he's just sort of, he's laughing and he's having a good time with this. And he loves the fact that all of this just happened to him. So I'm yeah. almost wondering if if that I love this town if we're if we're continuing down this path he just he wants to be along for the ride now like he's just Yeah. Look, he doesn't have any unfinished business. He's pretty I mean he's Winston. He's he's steadfast. He's rock solid, man. He doesn't need to have uh any any purgatorial uh looks back on his his uh, life cuz he's ready to move on, but yeah. uh he's along for the ride. He loves this that town. Made, he loves New York. He loves these guys. What the hell? I'll I'll give it a shot. It's funny then cuz what it means is
2: that we we can take the last 3 minutes of the first movie and roll it into the second movie as part of as part of this theory cuz technically by that point they're supposed to be dead. Right. So yeah. that is his first for a guy who is it's not worth 11 5 an hour. You know, this is just or everything. Like, clear your mind, and he and he he snaps. He's like, my mind's a blank. Like, he's like, <laughs> leave me alone. I got all this stuff. He's and then he comes out the other end. Uh, he's like, yeah, no, this was great. So he, I could argue, I will argue that of them, he was. That's another reason why. It, um, I was about to say why he moved didn't move on, but that makes no sense. But I would argue that he was the first one to make steps towards getting his stuff together. It actually maybe then helps support this idea of why the the main three have so much crap to slug through and he gets to walk off in a few places. It's like my I got it mostly covered, right? <laughs> like whatever they had to deal with, which is which is actually now that I think about it, oh this is good. Oh, <laughs> Uh, so synapses firing th- well two of them um, the whole courtroom represents what the thing that they have to face overall in the second one which is nobody believes them anymore right the right. second the, the court case is all about proving to let, let's let be honest who, who do they face the the staunchest of disbelievers which is the judge um, of the four of them the one who doesn't care if he's believed or not because really he's not the one who's out there. He's not the one putting himself out there. He's not the one who has to argue or not. He just has to be there and help and all that is Winston. So the three of them that founded the company that pinned their academic reputations and personal reputations on this idea that ghosts are real they're the ones that have to go to court yeah. and deal with this whole trial, both, you know, literal court trial and, you know, more broadly uh, figurative, a, you know, an undergoing. Whereas Winston shows up and he basically said, hi, I'm just here. Good luck <laughs> to say good luck. well, and, and, But and I it, don't have to go through this. And yeah, I mean, he goes.
1: and if that's the case, like, what could he say that he didn't say in Lenny's office in the first movie? You know, believe me, these things are real. Since I started this, this company, I have seen shit that'll turn you white. Like, yep. that's... It, it, that's his argument. Like if he yeah. w- if he were in court and he were uh having to defend himself, if he's defending his life, he's already said his piece. So yeah, you're right. That makes a whole lot of sense. So, um so yeah, I I mean th- th- this is actually working out pretty well. I'm <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we or, go if we need to hear him out, if we need to hear David Houghton out Or it goes back to my
2: point that the best fan theories are fun, if you go with the fun, they'll hold up as you put more little pieces into yeah. place and the, you can kind of skate over some little ones. So far, all this means is that if you stare at it, you can kind of make continue to make it work and it doesn't completely fall apart on you automatically. So I'm yeah. having fun. All right. So here's, I love the this one, here's
1: the one where it may fall apart. So I have to, I have two more items of business that I think we could do. We can talk about this okay. one thing that may kind of unravel the whole sweater here. Uh, And then and then I want to explore what this means for answer the call as well, because you you found a couple of things when you were reading. So um, so let's talk about the the one string that we can pull at David Houghton's theory here. Dana Barrett. So if Dana Barrett dies in the events that happen at 55 Central Park. uh, And if we take those last three minutes at the end of the film, he he doesn't present. He he very uh, nobly and. Uh, aware of what he's doing does not talk about Dana Barrett in his article that much. But, um, so she dies, uh, she comes out of the, the terror dog, uh, crust, whatever we can call it, the husk. And her first words are, Oh, it's you and then spends the entire second movie trying to dodge Peter Vankman and eventually they get back together and it's sort of like a redemption story between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's it's a little superficial to think that Dana Barrett, her entire purgatory would be needing to get to, you know, be back together with Peter Vankman. to be a mother and to rekindle her love affair with, with Peter, especially considering they really didn't have that big of a love affair. If you look back on the first movie, yeah, Um, you know, the kiss that they have at the end, uh, the one critique that I've always heard of the movie is like, what this, uh, I mean, she was pushing away his advances and yes, they were going (laughs) to go out on a date and then everything went awry because she got possessed. But why do they kiss? That's so strange. What, what is there in their relationship that would cause this romantic moment? Um, yeah. So, what does this say for Dana in the second movie? If if what is what is her arc that she's trying to achieve before she can move on from this this hypothetical purgatory? Besides uh, uh, surviving Vigo the Carpathian and saving her son, and but but the character based moments. What is her character? I don't know that there is any aside from falling in love with Peter. Yeah, it kind of stinks um, when you think of it that way. No, I may, I may be able to throw some you got some stuff on it. I okay, mean, I
2: may. She, similar to Winston, is vaguely. She's vaguely that word I had trouble remembering, <laughs> and trust me, I still remember
1: it. <laughs> I'm just testing if you
2: remember the word
1: hip. Hippopotamus, hypochondriac. The hypochondriac <laughs> hippopotamus. That's my book. Hypocritically, Troy, uh, Troy Benjamin.
2: Uh, hypocritically, uh, is kind of she's 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 smart. She's educated, and she even says, "I don't believe in any of this stuff." But she's at her wit's end, and really is reluctant to give Venkman a chance. I mean I guess I won't muddy the waters here you could say both romantically and and, you know uh, professionally uh, with the ghost problem right but let's just focus on that for a bit actually you know it goes together quite nicely because she kind of I I guess the Lincoln uh, fountain thing there's an interesting thing there where oh see this is good because that is kind of the last point they see one another Right. She actually starts to open up a bit on this idea of, all right, you may you may have something. And I mean that both ways. You you may have, so, thank you for some information about my problem. And yes. Mm, you know, so she's so, open. She, she's receptive. She, she says, yeah. yes, please come over and we'll go over a bit more. So she's she kind of goes, okay, you may not be a complete, you know, uh, full of hot air. And yes, you are kind of charming. And it's at the exact moment that she's what? Coming out of practice with, you know, this... Rival, for lack of a better word, like she's, you know, <laughs> who's he, the stiff? We, yeah, who's the stiff? Venkman's a little jealous of him, and you can see from that guy. And when he's like, "Who the hell is that?" He's a little jealous of Venkman. She is actually between these these two uh, uh, relationship choices, and then he doesn't get to meet up with her because she gets possessed. He shows up at her door to have that, you know, you know, uh, 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 Royland's guide and chill, and she is, she has been taken over and remember she's gone until the end of the movie where, when they're quote unquote saved or dead, she, you know, comes out of the shell and she hears, Oh, it's you Surprise, Cause and B she, she goes, where am I? Right. (laughs) She was on hold. She was actually a kind of a crossroads and then ended up being put on hold by being possessed. So her, her purgatory is what she has had a life with, this other had a child. She's had that life. And in her purgatory, oh. kind of kind of moved away from it and then, you know, crosses paths again. I, we don't know how purgatory works. It's possible that purgatory likes to have all these threads. So there's a point where she's going through part of her stuff. In the five years leading up to the second movie in purgatory or whatever purgatory time is, she kind of deals with her. What if I had gone this route and had a child? Well, I like the child part, but the dude's, you know, she kind of, motherhood's good. I never got to have motherhood in life, but here I am having a little bit of motherhood here sort of thing. And then, you know, the, the storylines cross over again and her and Venkman get to kind of sort that thing out that, and it, well, yeah, because according to Ghostbusters 2, they kind of did have a little bit. Oscar's, uh, sub one year so what six months or something like that yeah so, so there Venkman was, there and her was were a together a, relationship for a, year, there. Yeah. a year to two years and oh interesting ah! so those two were about to kind of come together in Ghostbusters 1 and Venkman is you know kind of Venkman he's he's a he's he's a you know he's a he's charming and all that but he doesn't strike you as, you know, exactly the best boyfriend material sort of thing. Self-centered, all that smarty, right. all that sort right. of thing. He didn't get to resolve any of that before he died either. They, again, were going to, they were heading, they, were, they had the opportunity to kind of figure that out and um, she was
1: possessed and gone and then they're yeah. all dead sort of thing. Oh so yeah, Peter, they, Peter is cut and dry. Like he becomes a real adult in the second yeah. movie and, but and here's the father thing. and
2: yeah. We're told in retrospect that they have a little bit of time together he kind of blows it. She, as she puts it, he blows it. It's, so, it's not, a, that time with Venkman and Ghostbusters 2 Purgatory is not her figuring something out. It's him not figuring it out. And because ah. of it, they split. And she goes off to then kind of figure out her own stuff with Purgatory violinist, has Oscar, breaks up with them and then comes back. And then, you know, it's a few years on Venkman, who... As it's laid out, the other two, uh, I I love this. This is so much fun. We should do these more often. Um, Spengler and, and, and Stance, they are well aware that she is a touchy subject. He has been thinking this over. Yeah. Ever since he blew it, she's still on his mind, and he's still trying to parse what he did wrong. That's what he has to do in order to move on. That's one yeah. of his things that it, mm-hmm. it may be one. Of, actually, it may be his his absolute thing. And I think in his article, he 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 does say, as you say, he grows a lot. He figures it out. Figures out how to get back there under what could be, arguably be the most uh, challenging circumstances for old vankman style guy, which is not only get the girl back but except that she had a whole life with another guy and a kid and except the kid too. Like that's,
1: that's a hell of a lot of growing to go from. Yeah. That's swinging bachelor. Sorry. I didn't interrupt you, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely cluing into what you're saying there. Yeah. That's, he, so, he has to go from being the guy with the bachelor pad to having uh, a live-in wife with a baby who's, uh, you know, cleaning up the place and putting stuff in the hamper. And wait, wait a minute. That's yeah. that's a different life. That's a different life. there's a, You
2: could argue that there's some really nice bits of symbolism there uh, in that, you know, he, he uh Laurie Antonelli, is she a <laughs> blue movie star or an adult star? I never quite figured it out. I should have. I now.
1: think yeah, I think she was like a pre-code Hollywood, pre-code uh, Hollywood. <laughs> kind of Betty Betty Davis uh, kind of person. Yeah, yeah. So little jokes about Laurie, Laurie, Laurie Antonelli tapes, but he talks
2: about you know some fling of a girlfriend doesn't even remember her name, but she gave him the jersey. Yeah, the from Joe, Joe Namath, Namath jersey, which yeah. Jock Venkman, not you know not Jock, but you know what I mean, Bachelor Venkman regards very highly and he happily hands over to be a diaper to literally be shit on um so yeah i don't know i i see what you're saying but the more we peer at it i think there's a good argument to be made that you know dana is is there too with her own stuff to deal with yeah and more to the point and this is Oh, let's, yes, let's wrap this up. Yes. yes. No, no, I mean, and I don't mean that we can keep talking, but I mean that let's tie up the day and that loose ends. What was the main problem in the first Ghostbusters? She was a 100% uh, no control over situation victim. Yes. Like yeah. 100% possessed and not possessed and dead with absolutely no input into the situation or recourse or saving herself. She gets to. Uh, face off against Yanosh. She gets to walk into the lion's den with uh, possessed, you know, helper monkey Yanosh, Face uh, Vigo, her, and admittedly, she, you know, she does have a little bit of the tied up, uh, you know. Um, I mean, she's Dana. It's not like she can fight yeah, a wizard sort she of does, thing. She
1: does get a little damsel in distressy in the middle there, but yeah. But she's she's not gone. She, she can still act and does act.
2: And is it, you know and more importantly, her thing is about not only not being a victim herself, but saving somebody, which, again, even though the ghostbusters are the guys who come in and, and take care of, of Vigo, she's there for Oscar. She walked into the lion's den for Oscar, and when they managed to get him to, you know, hands off Oscar. She ran up and remember. She ran up and grabbed him, grabbed him, and broke the connection, and then ran off with him. So her whole thing is that she was one hundred percent like worse than damsel. Like it's this is this is like Jessica Jones, Purple Man, just you know mentally, you know, uh, not there, violated, no control. It's It's the it's it's conceivably the worst ever that you just your life and body is taken away, and you had nothing to say. And in this one, she actually gets to. To, to stand up and fight as best she could. And it's not one hundred percent perfect, but then she's doesn't have a proton pack and she's not a wizard. So fair enough. But she did stand up to him. Yeah, she get some around. licks in. Yeah. Broke the connection by grabbing her baby and all that. So you know, I think ultimately that's her arc. It gets to the end and it's like Yes, you 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 know, you got you got to resolve we're not dealing with the traditional purgatory, which is the whole holiness thing. This is more like us
1: more like psychological purgatory, which is dealing with some personal yeah, issues. Sort of yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that's the other thing. It's not it's not a literal purgatory. No. It's more of a like, hey, get your affairs in order uh, before you pass uh, on to the afterlife. Kind of. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I guess that is purgatory to a certain extent. But anyway, yeah. Um, so far, yeah, so good. Louis Venkman, Dana, Lewis Venkman, uh, Egon. Uh, he does. He's got a pretty solid argument with Egon. Is that you know Egon's got to work out his emotional. Uh, he's he's completely emotionless. Like I said earlier, he's this Spock who doesn't want to show emotions. Uh, and then when he's in this purgatorial Ghostbusters Two world, um, he's toying with trying to figure out if there is a positive negative reinforcement of of his uh, of his attitude uh, of his emotions. Um, he calls out the taking away the puppy scene. I think is where he sort of draws uh, Egon's lines to. He's like, look, uh, Egon was not receptive to a relationship with Janine in the first movie. Uh, He collects spores, molds and fungus. He doesn't want any of, of Janine's advances. And he sort of bats those away. And then in Ghostbusters two, he's trying to figure out what that means. What do really, he's, he's doing marriage counseling and uh, studying the environment and trying to figure out what these emotions and what these connections mean for the world around him. Uh, And it's a very scientific view of him you know, trying to figure his own shit out. Like he's trying to figure out, uh, I, I have not opened myself. I've been very academic. I've been very scientific for my entire life. Uh, what, what does that do both to myself and to my surroundings? And, uh, that's, I think that's a pretty solid argument. Now, what does that mean for the end of the movie? Uh, where does he end up? Uh, how does he open himself up to emotions? I don't know. I mean, um, where, where does his arc finish? I, uh, cause he, I can he, take uh, a
2: guess. I could throw it out and you may be able to build on it. If you, if you, if, yeah. So if we go with this idea that it's about emotion, he doesn't really have it. <laughs> he doesn't really get it. Um, uh, I'm wondering since he spent all his time, he he spent all the time in Purgatory movie being very clinical about it. I think in the write up he said that he was trying to study the effects of emotions, and I don't think that's quite it because what essentially what he was doing was trying to measure it, and and then through that he was trying to. I don't know. Oh. There is an argument to be said that if Egon is like, you know, the, an early example of, you know, on the spectrum sort of thing, he was essentially building the tools that would allow him to, he didn't have to read social cues or anything right, like that. Right. He, li- he literally had a machine that said happy, sad, yeah. angry. <laughs> um, but I think what's interesting about, if, if you kind of loosely run around that, them... Uh, and he's working at it. Like he catches cues from, you know, he's able to improvise with Venkman, you know, where where do you think all this is coming from? The sky. And, you know, (laughs) you, you you know, you you know, Iggy. And he's like, uh, yo, yo. like he, (laughs) he kinda, he's kinda loosening up. He's kinda rolling with it sort of thing. Um, uh, but then they get into the slime and. This is where I need you to back me up, but I'm pretty sure I have yeah. it right. He's the one that figures out that it's the slime that's making them angry. Not only does he is able to, no tools, by the way, he's not using his meters or anything like that. They come out, they're shouting, they're yelling, they're angry. And isn't he the one that
1: yeah, stops them and goes, the wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that, that encourages them and all to take their clothes off and it's the slime that's doing it. And he actually
2: feels, he's actually able to Feel the anger and realize that it's not real anger. He actually is able to internally parse what's going on and what it yeah. is and where it, what what's causing this emotion.
1: Yeah, that's and and I, I just as you were saying that it reminded me that's that's what David's uh, argument in the article is is that uh, Egon's arc is almost physically manifested through the pink slime because the pink slime uh, has the capability of 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 pulling people in emotions toward a negative uh, state or toward a positive state or it, it yeah. enhances their, their emotions to a, a point where they have no control over them. Um, and so he was, he was pointing out that it's kind of metaphorical that if Egon can't express himself, if he can't, Feel and and exert these emotions on his own. Now this purgatory has has physically manifested an ooze that's going to make him feel things. That's going to make it's going to force him to get angry and force him to get happy and um, and then of course who is the first person to figure out how to manipulate the slime? It's Egon. It's you know, Egon. That's, that's David's argument is that, you know, Egon is the one who takes it to bed and sleeps with it and sings, nurturing things to it and, and figures out that he can also change those emotions from the negative toward the positive. So
2: <laughs> um, that's true. He personally figures that himself. Who's the one that suggested the statue of Liberty? Cause there's the whole um, scene outside the museum. Uh, is it Ray? Ray doesn't get, it. Ray doesn't get it quite away, right, right away.
1: Something good, something pure. Something pure, yeah. A symbol that – I think it actually might be Egon. I'm wondering if he's the one that goes –
2: and it's not so much that the – We need a symbol. He, We need a symbol, yeah. we need. He, need, he gets this idea, something that will stir emotions, hmm. positive emotions in people, which is, again, is another big step because it's like if you ask somebody that has a tough time – parsing emotions and all that it's like what makes people happy uh, yeah
1: and again granted this is puppies. the guy at the beginning of the movie who <laughs> doesn't know if taking a puppy away from a girl is going to make her angry <laughs> like, yes let's see what happens <laughs> uh, you know what's going to happen when you take yeah. away the puppy or you should um, so, so yeah Egon is, yeah. is pretty solid too uh, Ray we kind of talked about Peter yeah I mean I think it's a pretty solid argument so we have just a few minutes left here I thought uh, the argument that could then be made to translate this uh, over to answer the call. Answer how the does, call. how does this enhance answer the call? And I would argue uh, without having read, cause you, you had sent me a couple of links that you had found. Yeah. Um, but without having read those, my feeling would be uh, now the cameos make a whole lot more sense in answer the call because now these people have passed on and they're trying to get others. What if the four, what if uh, Holtzman Gilbert and, and that group is dead and they're having to pass over into a new purgatory as well. And who, who are their guides? <laughs> Look at the people that show up in their lives. They've got this cab driver who doesn't really motivate them too much, I guess. Uh, you've got uh, kind of sort of Winston, who's there to give them the car and kind of push them along the way. Um, and obviously uh, Egon is there sort of in spirit, no pun intended. Uh, to help drive the scientific view of one of these characters. I almost wonder if if positing this argument for Ghostbusters 2, which in my eye has made Ghostbusters 2 far more interesting and I want to go and rewatch it <laughs> right this second, I wonder if carrying that over to Answer the Call, if you keep that in mind as to why it wasn't a continuation of the first two movies, does it make Answer the Call a more intriguing movie to be watching as well? Yeah, maybe. I that's a trickier one. What what were some of the, Did you did you look at the articles cuz you had sent me a couple things that people had oh. been the posting one, fan I, theories it was on my phone and one of them was
2: six points about you know that'll make you rethink and i they're like we don't want to spoil anything so highlight it uh, guess what doesn't highlight on a phone browser <laughs> it just it, <laughs> on a, on your computer browser you can highlight to reveal text on your phone it doesn't work you so can't I'm like, do i don't that. know what the six points are yeah uh, um there were a lot though uh the the multiverse theory that you and i have talked about a lot came up um yeah i don't I'll have to go back now and see what, because they they weren't specifically tying up this idea of Ghostbusters Two Purgatory into the the third. Yeah, I mean movie. this this
1: was sort of an after.
2: Although it does kind of go, this idea does go a long way to. How do I put the? It kind of touches on some stuff that we've talked about before, which is why are these people that are not ac- no it doesn't cool when <laughs> get there uh, maybe no uh you talk i sleep no um <laughs> the, there's this idea that uh um it's it makes we talked to actually uh, ugh, this is terrible radio i'm sorry everybody but we talked about it before this idea of given that everybody forgot about them between the first and the second movie given that there's even more time between the second movie and the third movie Maybe every, you know, time passed on. Millennials don't remember Blade Runner. Like, so why the hell could we expect that? You know what I mean? There's a percentage of millennials that don't, haven't even seen Star Wars. So right. how, how hard yeah. is it to imagine that in a pre-internet era, some of these stories passed into, into myth and all that. And imagine how much easier it is to posit that idea that they didn't make it past the first big event. We don't have to worry about, does nobody remember the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the Statue of Liberty walking through New York? Nope. Because right. it's only just stay puffed. Right. Everything else is purgatory based. So at that <laughs> yeah. point that's that's quite a big difference. It doesn't quite explain the cameos, I guess.
1: Yeah, the cameos make it make it very but, tricky. And and you're right, the, and the fact that again the city of New York doesn't believe in ghosts, which doesn't make any sense. Any sense. Up to though, there is the sense that the
2: government does. And who has a really long memory and lots of records? The government, right? So there is again the suggestion that they were f- familiar with this stuff happening uh, when everybody else hmm. had kind of forgotten sort of thing. So that kind of lends itself. Yeah. I think maybe what we have to do is we have to let go of the cameo thing and accept it for the classic cameo idea, which is it's not about properly integrating it into the story or finding out an answer to it. Which you and I did. You and I in the in you know kind of talked about this before. We like the idea. Uh, uh, I'm speaking for you. I like the yeah, idea fine, that that the world had forgotten about it and they're still out there, but they're kind of, you know, keeping quiet on the lowdown sort of thing. And like a uh, witness
1: protection program
2: kind of thing. Or, yeah. or something. It all falls apart when you get to Winston, who's, you know, out hanging out <laughs> with, with Patty directly. Yeah. But um, this one is kind of, I think, it works if we have to do the, except the cameos in the classic sense, which is this is literally just about letting the people who came before step into the camera for a second, wave, and move off. We don't have to rationalize yeah. why they are who they are or anything like that. It's just a little nod to let them come on, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, the guardian angel argument was kind of what I was going toward, and I don't, it I know, doesn't I know quite you're, hold it, up, but it kind of. Yeah, again for the same thing. The one that's that, that
2: that screws it. I like it a lot. I really do because it explains again. It's it fits that why Ray cab driver Ray knows what you know ghost classes are. Right. Um, it gets a you know a bit more hands on with
1: Venkman directly
2: interacting with them. Yeah,
1: that's true. And and um, being such a a polar opposite, one eighty of who.
2: Yeah. Guardian angels work best if they're mm. kind of in the background. And so it works for Ray. It works for Janine. Um, we now have to come up with a reason why Egon is a non-presence, although right. he's referenced. He's a non-presence. Uh, but then Venkman is – well, there's an argument to be – well, maybe – there you go. I guess if we put some more time into it, we might be able to argue that not only have they passed on, but now they get to come back. So we see them as who they are. They retain their knowledge. So again, it fits. The, you know, we could argue then that Janine is Janine. She's just now passing herself off as a different person. Working at the hotel, Ray is working as a cab driver. And Venkman, what's Venkman's thing? He's he's a he's a he's a, a media hawk. Yeah. Oh, that's well, true. No, he, he loves, he loves being, being in front of, being the, in front camera. of the camera. So yeah. if you were if you sent them that's all back true. and said, "You guys, go be guardian angels and keep it on the quiet." Which one of the group would you expect would end up on the evening news going, well, you have to be careful about this ghosts thing? (laughs) That's a very good point. Okay, that makes sense. Winston is kind of the weaker one, though, because now what we have is she sees him as an uncle.
1: But he works at a funeral home. I wonder if there's something in there. You know, he's a man of God. He obviously in the first movie just wants a paycheck, so he'll do anything that will keep money flowing in uh so it's it's still in the it's still in the vicinity of working with spirits and the dead i guess i don't know yeah it's a tough
2: one well see you and i now have to sit down and write the 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 rules and mechanics of how guardian angels work in this this situation it is possible it could be um quantum leap-esque that he is you know her her uncle as far as she's concerned but you know, it's 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 you know it's Winston. Oh. Although it doesn't explain why he's mad about the car, because that yeah, one that
1: doesn't make sense. Because you would want you would want him to encourage the car to be used. Yeah. it's not
2: one hundred percent there.
1: I guarantee you, you and I will walk away from this, Ed will probably go. Oh
2: wait!
0: <laughs> ah.
1: See, that's that's oh. what makes David's article in Games Radar so impressive, is because he's yeah. really thought this through and he's really completed. Basically, what we're creating with the germ of an idea here, he's set and he's thought it through and he's he's drawn all of these conclusions. And that's why it, it's a pretty solid argument. Yeah. I mean – uh, He probably got paid for it too. He probably did. Here do we, we get, are. Putting, we don't get here paid, we, are, do we? I was going to say, here, well, we are shills.
2: So <laughs> here we are putting cherries on top for free. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, um, it's
1: rightly so. It's a well-written article, and it was a lot of fun. Obviously, it's, pretty, it's, it's inspired yeah. a lot of discussion here, so it was very well-written. And
2: I think what it leaves, though, is the Winston and maybe some other points, it leaves a good opening for, well, for people listening to... They may go, but wait... <laughs> There's more. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I think that's tell us great. what you think, right? Please, uh, if it's not obvious, we need stuff for next week, so uh, call <laughs> the voicemail and <laughs> uh, and and let us know your thoughts. You know, uh, your thoughts on Ghostbusters two being in this uh, purgatorial state that we've been talking about. Your thoughts on how it applies to answer the call. Just your thoughts in general. Hit up that voicemail we want to hear Don't from you. Guys. A Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go 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 stoppers. Stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you.
2: Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page you do? and Twitter accounts. Chris is dead. Um, no kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters. Interdimensional On Twitter, look for Troy at GhostbustersHQ and Chris at Proton Charger.
1: was fun that was a lot yeah. of fun how do we, we how did, do we get discussion topics like this on a weekly basis we need people to just throw ideas at <laughs> us i guess and then we'll...
2: well we really need to dive into the uh, fan theories Reddit and all
1: that and find out what some of these other ones are we can we should do this again <laughs> we can do this again we can do other fan theories yeah you won't believe the crazy fan theory that we read no uh <laughs> i
2: think this is obviously the strongest though given that it popped up a while ago and it's been growing ever since as evidenced by, you know, the new yeah. article where he
1: expands on it quite a bit. Uh, hell we've added to it now. Sure. I think really solid job. I think we've helped him. We've helped solidify it a, a bit more. Maybe, hopefully, maybe. Oh, David, hopefully. are you listening? Did we help you? I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean between this and then a couple weeks ago when we talked about the underappreciated things of ghostbusters, like this has been fun to just sort of sit and dissect and analyze these movies Kind of with a, a more critical eye that I've never really done before. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, that was good. Um, I approve. Approved. All right. Well, uh, before we uh, call it a night, Chris, do you have any final thoughts for our, our lovely listeners?
2: <laughs> do I have any final thoughts?
1: Uh, back my Kickstarter campaign. Um, <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> the game actually, looks it's, doing awesome. pre- it's
2: doing pretty good. It's uh, it's. I would have loved if if we were like uh, CMON or some of those other big game companies that have their big uh, PR budgets to, 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 to lock it all in within the first couple of days. But we're rocketing along, but we just it, we need to keep it up. So
1: Yeah, the word of mouth seems good, and, and thank you everybody out there that's been uh, boosting the signal. I've, we've yes. seen you guys uh, posting the CrossRip and Proton Charging uh, tweets and Much appreciated. Very very kind of you guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah, really what it comes down to is just, I mean, I know, I can't, I'm not assuming everybody out there is is a gamer, nor am I demanding that everybody, you know, pays, this is a big box game, right? If you've ever been to a game store, games are not cheap. So I'm not, I'm not here going, you know, demanding, everybody buy my game. What I'm mostly looking for is getting the word out. So for people who are interested in this sort of thing, if I can if i can find them and they can have a look at the game and they decide to back it perfect it's it's the it's getting to people that is the tricky part so everybody that's you know retweeted and helped get the word out thank
1: you very much yeah yeah check check it out uh, the pit and we'll we'll post the the links again one more time yeah, uh, for hit, everybody hit, to kickstarter take Yeah look at. the pit the board game it's uh, I right do
2: know I'm quite proud of it, so I'm not afraid to, yeah. to, to plug my, my game. And, and I know a...
1: you guys are working really hard on it, and you're doing a great job of masking your tiredness uh, from all of the, <laughs> the sheer amount of work that you guys are putting into it. I so. only
2: forgot a common word twice in one hour. <laughs> That's all. Hippopotamus,
1: right? Hippopotamus. fine. Hippocampus. Hippocampus. Hydroplaning. <laughs> Winston was just hydroplaning. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was Chris talking about uh, last week? I don't know. I don't know what we talk about every
2: week. Uh, speaking of Purgatory, though, actually, this might be my final thought. It's a good It's a good uh, pin to put in. And I don't know if it's come up before. Uh, I think you and I have talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on Mike. but if you haven't been watching The Good Place
1: oh you did you mentioned that and i haven't had a chance to watch it everybody
2: needs to watch it i'm catching up on the second season now and it just keeps going i'm i'm actually the more i watch it the madder i get that uh ted danson and the creators of the show aren't up for an emmy kristen bell is a delight and i'm you know she's very funny and i think she certainly deserves you know you know uh an, an actor emmy sort of thing the 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 co-stars and the guest stars and all that it's just amazing that they all deserve it but at a minimum the people who came up with this genius of an idea and Ted Danson who is oh yeah acting his guy it, love it is Malone. so amazing so yeah it's uh and it's got that touch of you know what do we like as ghostbusters fans a little bit of a supernatural comedy, and this one yeah. you know, falls squarely in that category.
1: It's funny. I, I saw the the ads for it, and I was like, oh, that looks a lot like, you know, The Frighteners, or uh, Defending Your Life, or things things of that nature that I've always really yeah. liked, probably because of the Ghostbusters connections, and then uh, yeah. never never got a chance to watch it. So yeah, I'll have to check it out. You guys out there should watch. We'll all watch it together. Watch we'll it keep together. doing our book club with all
2: these things we have to watch. Don't read up on it. <laughs> Resist the urge to read up on it. Like, <laughs> I would ask that you give it the the. All I can ask is if you don't read up on it and give it at least the three episode uh, go. I think you know you it'll it'll hook most of you. And the last ten minutes of the last episode of the first season, it's eh, just amazing. And then oh, second, the second one is off to the races immediately. It's just yeah. <laughs> Every chance I get, I'm like, everybody watch this. This is oh, really man. good.
1: <laughs> so much good TV. We're Again, we're so spoiled. There's just too much to watch. I know. Like, uh, Altered Carbon looks awesome. We are finally catching up on Broadchurch Series 3. Like, there's hey. just so much that needs to be watched. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, we still keep up on the Ghostbuster stuff, too. And, obviously, because we talk <laughs> about it here on the podcast <laughs> yeah. once a week, uh, we, we do our best. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I see this as a... Uh,
2: it'll be quiet until about summer and then everything as convention season comes along, and oh, will start to go eight poop, leaving into 2019. So I feel
1: like your abs- I, I feel like right now is the calm before the storm and yeah. God help us in June and July again <laughs> is essentially where we're going to be at.
2: <laughs> the calm before the storm where it's like, what do you want to do? I don't know, let's Read a book and talk about it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's do that maybe. That sounds great.
1: And cut to six months from now we're like, well we've got this interview on Tuesday, this interview on Thursday, we've got another interview on Friday. You and I need to be in Los Angeles together on Monday. <laughs>
2: I haven't slept in four days.
1: Oh my god. That's uh but it was good. Uh, yes. that that summer was a whole lot of fun. So I'm looking it's forward a good to it. I look forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. All right, well uh, until next week everybody, please uh, hit up that voicemail. We want to hear you guys' uh, thoughts on this episode because this is a, a really fun discussion topic, so please chime in. We want There's to hear from room, you guys. For,
2: room for everybody to yes, weigh in on this one.
1: Yes, please do. Let's keep this conversation going. So uh, anyway, until next week, see you all on the other side. Who you gonna
0: call? Thanks for joining the Who Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com. Uh, GhostbustersHQ.net and Still Playing with Toys.net. To be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. They want you to love it. Next week, though, Heroes Pets. Weird.